Welcome to This is Lassonde, a podcast brought to you by the Lassonde School of Engineering. Each episode, we bring you a fresh conversation from the Lassonde community. Each episode, you'll hear stories from engineers and scientists, aka our students, profs, alumni, and industry partners, stories about designing solutions to complex problems to push our world forward. Tune in as these stories will engage, inspire, and delight you to create human impact through science and engineering. I'm Tiffany Alviar, a computer engineering student at Lassonde. You see the world as it is. You analyze it and create change in the physical world around us so that it becomes better than how we found it. These words from one of our professors inspired Austin Martin's Ravelino to pursue civil engineering at Lassonde. Austin joins us today to chat about hands-on learning, engineering design projects, and his research experiences at Lassonde. Um, how are you today, Austin? <laughs> Good, good, and it's nice to be here. Welcome, hi everyone. Uh, <laughs> hope you would be, like to say nice to see you, but hope my voice reaches you well. <laughs> of course. So um, I'll start us off by asking, what inspired you to pursue civil engineering? So I always like math, and I know it's like common kind of probably cop out answer where you're like, oh yeah, you're good at math and science, so you're, you're always like, what can I study? And everybody's like, well, why don't you do engineering? It's a great combination of the two. So. Technically, that's how I got into it, because in high school and elementary school, I always loved math and science. But if I were to give a more ungeneric and inspired answer, it more so clicked for me when I think it was close to grade 11. And I I was like a keener, so I'd always go out to see what's going on and try and get ahead. So I think I went to like an open house or two. And it was at the York Open House um, I ran into one of my civil professors. Um, and effectively what they told me was when they were describing civil engineering, because uh, they're super passionate. They're like, well, civil engineering is effectively, you see the world as it is, uh, you can analyze it, and then you try and create change uh, with the physical world around us so that it becomes better than how we found it. And I really thought that's what spoke to me, the ability to see what we as humans might've screwed up or damaged in the process of how we got today um look at it and be like okay how can I make this better or see a need for say like a structure because I am in structures and see either how we can create something that improves the area around it by providing a service in a sustainable and meaningful way um, that people can interact and ideally everyone can interact not just a specific few that's awesome um tell us what aspect of the field um interests you or that like you're the most passionate about, like what really strikes your nerve when it comes to civil engineering? Fair enough, fair enough. So I guess to give some background, especially how civil engineering works at Lassonde, usually there's five disciplines. So there's uh, structural, which is the one I'm interested in. So that's why I mentioned it first. Uh, geotechnic, uh, geotechnical, there is transportation, environmental, and then water resources. Um, they're all really interesting and really diverse. It's actually one of the reasons I really like civil in general. It's just how diverse. And if you have any interest, usually there's a way that you can uh, you can incorporate it. Like there's some people that just loves computers in civil and just do simulations and programs. And I, mad respect to them because uh, I'm not the best with like say Java or things along those lines. Um, but specifically for structural, it was the ability to combine both like the theoretical and the practical hands-on experience that you get. Um, a lot of them do, but I find structural for myself is the best meld because you do have all your theory and like 
your mechanics and free body diagrams, but they also intertwine with having to actually see uh, what you're making all around you and being able to do it in the case of second and third year labs where you're creating and casting concrete and beams. Um, so that practicality of being able to be like, here's a design I came up with um, in undergrad, obviously, you're not going to design a whole building and get to see it made, but you still get to be like, I made this beam and I cast it. And but then once you become an actual practicing engineer, getting to be like, I designed this section of a building that you can walk by and boom, it's right there. And it hopefully, if you designed it right, should last a significant amount of time. Um, yeah, so just that whole sense of being able to see what you do in a very pun, uh, forget the pun, concrete uh, way. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that that's awesome because um, I we, we have interviewed like a couple of like civil engineering students and professors on like previous episodes of the podcast. So um, I love this because you're you're the building guy. <laughs> I I know like um like like you brought up civil engineering is more than just like buildings and bridges. Um and it's like uh the the five disciplines that you described earlier. But um I like it. You're you're the buildings dude. <laughs> you like it because you like structures too um we just we haven't seen that yet on the podcast so yeah I know that always happens everyone's like civil that's the buildings of things and I feel so bad because all the other disciplines are like no it's not just buildings but I'm like that's what I do <laughs> um but yeah very very good very prominent very important and concrete like you said um Right. So, so going back to like your journey to like Lausanne and York University itself, um, if you can think back to all the way before your first year, like when you were in high school and still deciding um, like where to go for university, um, what made you like decide to like go to Lausanne? Like you met that civil engineering professor and like you liked what they said, but like did, were there any other things that sort of locked it in for you? Uh in general, I'd say, uh, I'll be honest, when before grade 12, I was like, always one of those kids that was like, I'm super smart. I'm going to go to UFT. I'm going to be the top of the class. I'm going to be like, UFT, UFT, UFT. Um, it was actually my mother who, uh, it was at the university fair, the, uh, what was it, Ontario, uh, Ontario, Ontario University, university, university Fair. fair yes. Yeah. Uh, we went there. And so, like, there's all the different booths. And uh, she's actually from York. And uh, like, she, she graduated from York back a while ago, but she was from there. And she heard that they had an engineering school. Uh, so she was like, Austin, Austin, just do one thing. All you have to do is go and walk over to that booth and then I'll stop bugging you whatsoever. You can go to UFT if you like. And then so we go, I meet uh, the professor that actually explained the concept to me. I believe it was Dr. Sharma. Um, super energetic. Like I had gone to some of the other university booths and like the professor seemed into it. They knew what they're talking about. But Sharma basically had like a twinkle in his eye right away. And I was like, damn, this student's passionate about what he does. Like you can just feel it just talking to him. Like you can go on hours about any topic that he knows or even other ones that he doesn't uh, specialize in. Um, and then if, even from there, I went into one of the open houses and I uh, met Professor uh, Magdalena Kroll. Uh, again, super passionate. Like he, she was just brimming with knowledge and happy to share it and just overwhelming. Just she made you feel welcome for the fact that you want to learn and she's there to just provide any knowledge that she can and she's happy about it. She doesn't care if you ask her a hundred questions as long as you're interested in trying to absorb some of it um and uh, further on again being a keener i was like hey uh, i met a student uh undergrad student uh, named anson anson uh, who i think at the time was in second year and i was like he was also super outgoing and i was like do you mind if i like come and like just shadow you for a day in march break um and he was like sure and uh dr sharma and Cole helped out as well 
uh, so I shadowed him for a day for all the four classes. He introduced me to the professors, I think, on the civil uh, pay, uh, department page. There's probably a photo of me circa 2006 talking to one of the profs <laughs> um, from that visit. And we literally spent half an hour. Anson took me like every single prof store, knocked on the openly, talked with me for however long I liked. And I was just like, holy crow, I don't think there's any other university where I'd be able to do this. Um, and just that whole feeling of it's people that want to be here because they are excited about what they do and they want to keep doing it and impart that knowledge on other people that really got me. Other places you could feel a lot about, oh, I'm here because this is like the, this is like super well-ranked and super has a giant prestige. Here it was like, I'm here because I want to be and because I want to be doing what I want and I want to change uh, the mold. I want to try things that are out of the box and different even the students themselves and some, like took up me to like five different tables of students were there and he's like hey this is austin uh he's shadowing me mind just telling him just start up a chat and i don't think there's many other places where that opportunity would happen and i definitely feel to this day the amount of camaraderie and uh assistance that you get from each other from your network of friends and even peers that are just in your class maybe you haven't talked to them but if you want to ask them a question a lot of the time it'll be fair game because we're all in this uh, together and sometimes mm -hmm. that can be a very difficult uh, situation to be together in. And oh, yeah. has that one class where you're just like, <laughs> yeah, I, this is like quantum physics to me at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, it's important to um, do what you did and to go to things like the university's fair and um, open houses to really get a sense of like will I fit in here is basically the uh the what you want to gauge when you um are trying to find a, a university to go to because um you're there for the long con it's not like you're there for like a year or two um you're there for like a minimum of four years and you really do want to see if it's a good fit for you and um it's so wonderful hearing that like your experience even before you joined the school was um that sense of like camaraderie and passion that came from like Lausanne and you weren't even part of the community yet you were still like deciding on a university and I think that's um super cool super lovely and um hopefully an experience that a lot of students you know get to get to do get to also experience by um you know just putting themselves out there going to those events as well um any cool memories either in the classroom or outside of the classroom that particularly stand out to you? Um, what's something that's like super memorable from doing your undergrad? That's a tough one. Uh, for me, a lot of it would be just like my experience with the undergraduate research program for the summer, because there's few instances where you go from being in a class with a whole bunch of masters and PhD students throughout the year teaching subjects and then four months later you're in a lab with them and they're just, you're like just talking to them as if like they're your buddies that you've known for like two years and helping them out with experiments and all that jazz and a lot in my experience and from what I can tell across a lot of the other undergrad research experience uh it's again it's some it's a sort of camaraderie where even though they're older than you and obviously they know a significant more in general, these have significant more experience in the topics that they've studied. Uh, they still try and treat you as, e as much as equals as they can and really make you feel like, sure, you're younger and you don't know as much, but you're still as integral and important to how this lab runs as we are. Let's try and make it as great an experience as we can for everyone here.
what's the uh like like what's the coolest thing that you did in like your undergrad research what'd you do would you build austin i got to there's a few things i guess i got to go to montreal in fredericton uh Ooh. for a can cse conference so the canadian society for civil engineering annual conference that they have um engineering conferences in general are just a blast and a half because you get like put up in like the nicest hotel that the city has they like plan out four days with social events i went like on an artificial uh what is it artificial wave surfing uh trip for montreal which is just random and like like, the socials (laughs) don't have anything to do with engineering but they still do them it's still a blast you get like i was lucky enough to hang out with a bunch of undergrads who were there for uh, either capstone competitions or uh, for as parts of student chapters and it was just a great time getting to s- talk to all the different students that were there and hang out and have like this cool opportunity to go and explore a city at night after all the technical and research uh, talks are done oh yeah so, definitely yeah that was definitely fun as heck events uh, like um like like hackathons and like conferences like at the ones that like have both like the event itself and like socials where you get to actually like network and talk to people are always like just really fun experiences overall yeah. um and yeah. it's just like a really good way to remember that sure you're doing an engine engineering and at times it might feel like you're just stuck in the books for hours yeah. and hours at a time but there is light at the end of the tunnel where like you get a chance to have fun and do what you like um i guess another one would also be just getting to cast concrete in second and third year and just break it later it's very satisfying getting to make something based on your knowledge and then purposely push it to its limits and watch it break sometimes catastrophically that is cool I mean like feel free to like share it to the audience or tell us about like what the civil engineering lab is like at the Sun. like we have uh, in the engineering building at our school called the Bergeron there's the high bay lab um really high tech cool stuff um like like what sort of uh like something really cool about like the facility or like one of the cool things that you've done in the high bay lab so the high bay um as you were saying is I'm guessing a lot of them haven't got a chance to see it. Um, usually in open houses, when they're in person, you get to go in it and there'll be like some demonstrations, which are always nice. But effectively, it's a three-story high uh, space. Building in a building. Effectively, it actually has its like own uh, isolated uh, foundation and core. It's actually quite, a, you can actually see a gap along the walls in certain places because just so that when we're testing, we don't disturb the rest of the building. Sometimes you do still. Uh, there's only so much you can soundproof something. Uh, but yeah, so it's a three-story tall uh, area. During the second year, you get to create uh, concrete mixes and basically start from beginning to end where you design it, shift uh, shift through all the different types of aggregate and sizes to get like your proper gradation, it's called, but effectively just getting the right size of uh, sands and stones that you want. You mix it all together with your hands. You're literally in there with the TAs using concrete mixers, scooping it out, uh, tamping it down. Uh, and then you just like wait for it to cure over four weeks. Each week you like crush a new set of cylinders and everybody's just gathered around this machine where you're applying a load and eventually just watching it like explode uh, once it gets to certain strength. <laughs> and then you, you, there's actually something called a drop test where effectively you like raise the cylinder and drop, purposely drop it on the ground uh, to accentuate how it fractured. So, cause you can tell certain things from fracturing, but effectively it's an excuse to, to literally pick up a cylinder and just destroy it. <laughs> that's awesome yeah, and so. um it's really hands-on I love that like yeah. uh um there's like a lot of labs obviously that like 
different engineering programs have where you know you are doing like um hands-on things that like are related to like the industry but <laughs> I think civil engineering is cool in the fact that you do get to kind of like smash like a slab of concrete <laughs> on a ground uh, I don't think you get that experience in any other discipline so that that is pretty neat thank you <laughs> yeah it's always, um, always fun to make stuff break stuff oh yeah uh, and like on that note, what's your favorite civil engineering class that you've taken? Hmm. That's a difficult one. We've had a lot of good ones. A lot the civil profs, honestly, for the cream and crop out there. Probably a little subjective and biased, um, but yeah, always a treat. Uh, most related to structural, I'd say the third year um, structural design uh, class because you effectively make a concrete beam like you straight up make the reinforcement cages you come back pour it in cast it and then you're setting it up and testing it which is always nice it's like the biggest thing you make hands-on um but then also uh from a non-structural class it was like a fourth year elective called hydro uh hydrogeology uh with professor Kroll. just professor Kroll in general is just an awesome prof so uh, she makes the class very fun and uh it's like a pleasure to have mm-hmm Oh, and even That's steel, awesome. like steel design with Gail, uh, John Gales is also fun because uh, he has a unique way of, uh, of teaching and even he likes centering it around the real world. So one of the midterms we had to do in groups effectively acting as like a small design firm, of, like five <laughs> people, and he gave That's us a cute. test, let it go, let us go wild. Um, I can say that was actually the, a time I can say a midterm was fun. And that was the consensus amongst the class. That's <laughs> so cool I've I myself have not heard of a fun fun and enjoyable midterm um that's awesome that you got to experience that um and I've heard like awesome things about Professor John Gales too I believe he designed I could be getting this wrong but he like designed like one of the first like like all wooden like buildings but like he made it fireproof like in BC or something I'm not sure I'm not sure about that, but I do know his pride and joy is the fact if you've ever watched Detective Pikachu, uh, the the villain has like a lair uh, in a structure in London where mm -hmm. is where it was filmed. It's I think it's called the Needle, um, and or sorry, no, the Scalpel. Um, he worked on one of the novel techniques that they used in there. Like the the company actually wow. caught his input as I think he was doing his PhD. So he's very proud of that and always shows that off and that's the reason he went to see the uh detective, detective. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, cool that's my building wow oh man yeah that that is really neat um all right so from my research uh you uh i heard that you did the lasan scholarship um do you want to tell us like uh like what the lasan scholarship is and um kind of like how do you apply like how'd you get into it all that stuff sure thing so if I'm not wrong, because it's been a while since I read the actual description that I applied for, because you read the description when you're applying for it, but effectively, it's a scholarship that tries to nurture um, a well-rounded engineer. So not somebody that's not just really good at academics and book smarts, but is a part of the community and actively contributes through it, um, which entails like being part of clubs or showing that you can take leadership along those lines. So when you apply, uh, they usually send out a mass email to all the students. Um, I can't remember if it's tailored based on grade, if they take that into account when they first send out the emails. Um, that is another one of the requirements. Uh, and the way you apply is they want to see that you show 
those qualities of being involved in either like the Lausanne community or a community that you're part of as a whole, whether it be outside of York or the York community itself, um, that you have uh, academics and most importantly, they wanna see that you have passions outside of engineering. So like you do something you're passionate about that really isn't necessarily related to engineering. There's people that I know that have gone in that interviewed with me that passion was teaching students and tutoring them. Other people were really passionate about entrepreneurship. I'm just really passionate about trying different things. Um, one of my favorite uh, quotes is, uh, let me think about it, what is it? A jack of all trades is master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. Uh, a lot of the times it gets shorn down to just a jack of all trades is master of none, uh, which kind of is like the meaning. It's like, eh, you, if, you, if you're good at a decent amount of things, not important, you're not that great of a master, but the whole quote itself uh, really articulates and I think speaks to that whole aspect of what the scholarship was looking for is that, sure, being super specific and being really good at one thing is awesome and nobody can take that away from you, but having a diverse set of skills or interests or applications of things you do can often be a lot better because you're not limited and you'll hear this off over and over and again in your engineering classes uh diversity helps uh, basically oh yeah helps with idea generation if you have different perspectives you can oftentimes get uh different solutions that you really wouldn't have thought up if you only had one perspective or if somebody comes in and looks at your solution they might point out something that you didn't realize just because they come from a different set of experiences that you might not have so um, oh yeah that's what it's about. Uh, again, applying is usually happens. They'll send out an email. You can put together an application. And the first stage is, I think, just written application, like a resume. Um, and then if you get past that first uh, selection, uh, you then have to do like an in-person interview. Uh, usually it's done in a group of three or four uh, with uh, one or two of the interviewers. And you just get a chance to talk to them. That's where they usually try and see okay, is this person somebody that's really well-rounded and you can tell they're not just super into the books and mm -hmm. don't pursue anything else outside of school along those yeah. lines. That's, um, yeah, I mean, I, I love that quote too. And um, I think it's true, like, a, like diversity helps. And like, as engineers, like we're all, we're all problem solvers, always trying to like solve um, problems respective to like our disciplines. But like, it's not just like, um, you know, it, it doesn't only like apply to like the scholarship or to like civil engineering, um, it, it applies all around the board, uh, yeah. like different perspectives do help um, when you are looking at a problem and you want to look at it holistically, which is pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I was about to ask, like, like, how hard is it to maintain, like, in your experience? In general, uh, usually it's fine because after first year, you get into the groove of things in terms of balancing school and extracurriculars in your own personal life uh and if you don't um that's not a big deal everybody's different course, some people yeah, take yeah. a little bit more time i don't want to shame anyone if they don't have everything figured out after first year a of lot course. of people don't and there's nothing wrong with that um but usually in terms of clubs you'll know like if you're really into a club or if you found your niche uh group that you really get along with uh so in that aspect uh you just keep struggling along and a lot of people just find just a natural progression of their involvement in a group or club uh, will keep them meeting the requirement that they need in terms of extracurriculars yeah for sure um 
Ooh, so uh, yeah, switching gears to your master's because we didn't get a chance to touch upon that yet. Um, what made you interested in like wanting to pursue your master's degree? Like why not stop right after undergrad or take a break and like come back and do your master's at a later time? Um, what went into that like decision process? Uh, so uh, as I mentioned before, I did get a chance to do the Lausanne undergraduate research uh, summer program, which is super, uh, for myself was super fun. Um, and I know other students in it that really enjoyed it. So if you are interested in research whatsoever, I suggest um, that you do try that out at least once. Worst case, you spent a summer doing research. You, you do get paid for it. Um, there's a scholarship that goes, scholarship slash award that goes with it. So it's not like you're just giving up your time uh, and doing a gamble. You do get some money. Um, worst case, you're like, eh, research isn't for me. Uh, I, next year, you can do like a co-op placement or try and find a job in the summer. Uh, but best case, you figure out you like it, which is what happened with me. So from the end of, from my summer after first year, all the way till summer after fourth year, I, every summer I'd be doing research with one of the civil profs. Um, and at that point, obviously, I realized I really like doing this, might as well keep doing it because what interests me was the aspect of always being able to investigate and uh, question new subject matters. You're not always stuck in here's a building, design another building. Here's a five-story building, design a five-story building. Oh, I'll take, here's a six-story building, design another six-story building. Uh, it's very dynamic and responsive to what your interests are. Um, you're not necessarily having to do the same thing over and over and over again. Um, what ends up, so that's why I was interested in also from a more practical reason, uh, some of the advice that one of my profs gave was, if you go under, if you finish undergrad and then say, you might be interested in research where you're like, and eh, let me try industry. Uh, you can get very accustomed to the money that you make in industry. So mm -hmm. clawing back from being independent, getting your industry uh, salary every year to having to do school and then obviously not getting as much money um, can be a little bit of a tough situation, especially if like, say you start getting a lifestyle that's accustomed to that income that you had. Say like you start getting car, you get like a nice car, you uh, maybe start renting somewhere nice closer to work along those lines that becomes a lot harder once the salary changes um, so that's why I went for it and I honestly don't regret it again depends on the person that's why I suggest if you have any inkling of wanting to do a master's or postgrad uh, try doing the undergraduate summer research it's a great opportunity to see if that's your cup of tea or if you're really not <laughs> inclined to do research and you just want to be out doing consultancy and in industry. That's awesome. I mean, like, that's a really good tip because uh, it, it is really hard to transition from like undergrad and then you go into the workspace and then you go back to school and then you have to sort of, you know, get back into like a different routine of like being a student <laughs> versus like, you know, um, working uh, sort of like day to day and then, you know, you go back to studying. Um, so yeah, uh, good point. If it works for you, then it does. And always make sure, um, I, I tell a lot of people this, but like throughout your undergrad, make sure to experience as many things as you can because that's your only way of knowing if that's something that you like, right? Um, Very much so. I always say like, if an opportunity presents itself to you and you have enough space, like obviously don't go stretching yourself too thin, but there's no harm in saying yes, if it's an opportunity that you can benefit from and it costs you nothing because Worst case, you just narrow down one other thing that you might not like to do. And then that just makes choosing what you want to do later on in life a little bit easier. Absolutely. Um, 
And last but not least, if there's one piece of advice you could impart on the audience, what would it be? Uh, based on our conversation and the whole trying new things, if you can, always try and take advantage of opportunities to present themselves to you. Asan has a lot of people that are passionate about things and a lot of opportunities to explore passions. So don't be afraid to take a leap, even if you're not 100% sure you'll like it. Um, try it out as long as you're not spreading yourself too thin. And who knows, you either figure out what you definitely don't want to do, or you might figure out what, the, what you definitely do want to do. Thank you, Austin, for showing us how we interact with civil engineering in everyday life. It's beyond building and bridges. It's um, a civil engineering is applied to design, safety, and sustainability of cities, structures, water resources, and our environment. So whether you choose research, consulting, government, or industry as your career, we invite our listeners to start with exploring our various specializations within civil engineering so you can discover your passion for your learning. You can stay tuned into our podcast and all Lasan School of Engineering activities by following us on social media. We are at Lasan School on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Visit lasan.yorku.ca slash podcast for your episode guide to This Is Lasan's School.